0: ESPN 97.5 and 92.5 proudly present the Killer Bees.
1: Definitely a fan of the Killer Bees. Don't sweat the technique.
0: Live from the Mobile Veritex Community Bank Studios at the Decoy, here now are the Killer Bees, Joe Blank and Jeremy Branham. Oh, hell yeah. You about to get all stung up.
2: He's Blank on Branham. We are at the Decoy in Spring Branch. $3 Modelo's until 7. Daily happy hour. Uh, daily Happy Hour specials, the volleyball courts, the TVs—great spot to watch sports. Great spot to have a drink. Uh, John Gernard, uh twenty million dollars—yes or no? The DJB Enemy mentioned uh, earlier, and he was writing a little preview article for ESPN. Always does very good work. Our friend here at the station—he uh, said, "Look, the guys who get sacks get paid." He pointed to a couple of examples in the last couple of years. They got like somewhere between fifteen to eighteen million dollars, and they had like six, seven, eight sacks. Gernard had twelve and a half this year. Uh, I think twenty million's in play if he gets to free agency i 'm not saying he will get there, but I think it is in play if you 're the Texans, twenty million dollars on John Grenard, yes or no, pro Football Network also projected twenty million dollars uh, for John I think Grenard. we were projecting it was
3: going to be in that ballpark, and I think that if you take the what was it pro football focus was guesstimating thirteen five and that 's way too low. If you go over 20, that's my, the threshold for me where I'm really absolutely out is anything over 20. If he's getting 20 and above, there's just no way because you have a really outstanding pass rusher on the other side. I think you have a, a lot, I won't say a multitude, but you have several options you can go to to try and replace him. And I just don't think because of his injury history and everything on
2: top of that, that he's worth 20 million plus a year. And I'm not going to do that. Uh, Alex mentions franchise tag. Franchise tag. The project. I've seen it projected a couple of different uh, spots, a, different, a couple of different prices. I've seen it projected as high as twenty four for a defensive end. CBS has it at twenty. I saw it so at twenty three. Somewhere between twenty to twenty four. I don't know why CBS has it at twenty point two. Then. So I've seen like I've seen it all over the place. It is projections. Like, you don't know yet. So somewhere between twenty twenty four million dollars. Um, uh, no, no. I think that's because you might be looking at the wrong tags. They're two different tags. Okay. So, like, the one
1: I just pulled up right here.
2: It says franchise tags.
1: So, this says franchise tag 23. It says transition tag 20.
2: It says franchise tag.
1: So, I mean, that's where, like, they are yeah, different numbers. 23,
3: but if you got I mean, I get it. it you, you know, you can make a, a, short, a short-term move to make a, a long-term decision. But 23 for him next year with as many, much but, as you need to kind of have every dollar with a, a purpose, I, just, I, I think that's, if you're going to keep him, that's the way to keep but, him.
2: But you're paying them more than twenty million a year, and the right. question is twenty million a year, yes or no? Even if you tag them, even well, then, if we're going no. on the small number, it's still over twenty million. Yeah, it's upwards of twenty three. What you say, twenty three and a half, yeah, twenty four million. So if it's somewhere in that range, twenty maybe twenty is just like the wrong number. Uh, CBS. It was a December article, so it could just be way off. If it's twenty two, twenty three, twenty four, you're paying them over yeah, I mean, twenty million dollars a year for John
3: Grenard. I hate it for four. I hate it. I, I still hate it at one, and if that's my option, I, I just said my threshold is 20. Anything over $20 million a year and I'm out.
1: I would have loved to keep Jonathan Grenard. I would have loved to hit, have him like, hit like eight sacks this year and not be a $20 million guy. <laughs> but, like, I just – it's no. The Texans have too many holes. Like, this is where I th- – you guys can bad take, unfair take, whatever. This is where I feel like Nick Casario has done a poor job in the last couple years of giving out too many one- to two-year contracts, that he has now all these free agents at one time – because like he went with the short deal approach since he basically got here and i feel like now like you have so many spots to fill when a lot of these guys i feel like you could have signed for 2 3 years at the same value and now you just have thir- what 35 spots to fill yeah
3: i think it's the same conversation though cuz like even if you were to do that you probably still don't have the cap
1: you space you don't have the cap space that's fair and I, guess. I think
3: good on him that the guys that he was with, that he was taking flyers on panned out so you have the the, the tough problem of trying to you know keep them yeah. in house but you know, good on him, too, that you didn't take a flyer on some guys and gave them a couple-year deals, and then they didn't pan out.
1: Yeah, I, I would love to keep Grenard, but like, I just I don't see how you keep him for $20 million. He's not good enough to mean you can't sign other guys in free agents. And that injury history
3: means something.
2: I think the moment that you drafted Will Anderson and traded up for Will Anderson, you're not committing twenty million dollars to a defensive end opposite of him. Yeah, well, because uh, you know you're going to pay him at some point too. Yeah, but I mean you could you could say well short term, you know he's still on a rookie deal for three more years plus the fifth year rookie option for that fourth year, so he's affordable. But at the same time, you put a lot of draft capital into him. Can you put draft capital on one defensive right. end and then pay $20 million to the other defensive end? The answer would be no there. No. In my opinion, I'm not paying him $20 million a year. The injury concern is something that does scare me. Yep. Now, the counterpoint here is, well, what are you doing at defensive end? Because like, the free agents are going to be you – know, you're not either you're paying $20 million to another free agent – or you're going to find these middle-of-the-road defensive ends, or you go to the draft, how many defensive ends are going to be available there at 23. So it is like, I'm not paying the $20 million, but it's scary to it think is. the alternative of what you get if you don't pay him the $20 million.
3: But it's also, on the open market, are there guys that you, you know, if you're faced to do one or the other, but you know you're going to have to commit, What well, look, at the very... Best-case scenario, you have to commit, like, if you're going to commit 17-plus or or you're looking at committing to getting a replacement for him – are there guys on the open market that you feel are better than him for at the same price or less? And I think that there are. I think there's some guys out there too that probably are going to start valuing winning because they've gotten through their first deal and or they've gotten through contracts where now their teams weren't good and they want to win too and they see the upside of being with the Texans and they can still get money because I think that they'd be willing to entertain bringing
2: Grenard back if he was in that 15-17 yeah. range but not over 20. See, I think the players that you're talking about, though, are like the Jadavian Clowney types. I don't. I, um, like, which defensive ends that are entering free agency that have already been paid? Or you're talking about that type of player. Like, Josh Allen's not going to take Allen's that. Like, nah. I think a good what, what, one could uh, be, like, uh, Yannick
1: Ngakwe. He signed a one-year, $10 million deal last year with the Bears. He got hurt in the middle of the season. Like he, So he's back in free agency. I don't think he's going to get 10 again. Now, he didn't sign till like, uh, halfway through training camp. But like that could be a guy that got a ten million dollar payday. Plus, you last put him on year. the other
3: side of a guy that's going to yeah. get some attention. Maybe he has a chance to kind of play better football.
1: Like I'm, am I crazy to think like I'm okay with drafting someone and then roll, rolling Derek Barnett out there?
2: Whenever D'Amico talked about getting better in the trenches in his front seven, that seems counterproductive.
1: I just don't know if that's what he's talking about. Is the uh, is the the Grenard replacement? Like I think it's more interior defensive line, yeah. and then some of the linebacker play. I definitely think he's
3: focused first and foremost on the middle of that defensive line. Yeah, and then he work his way out because he knows he's got one guy. Look, I, I think in short doses and small doses, Barnett gave you a lot last year. But does he have? Is he capable of doing that again? And now he's probably going to want to get paid. So you, are you going to find another Barnett? I don't know. I mean, what's his name from Minnesota is going to get. I think
1: to your point, like where you're going with this, is like the market. There is a lot of talent. Yeah. Like you have Deniel Hunter, you have Josh Allen, maybe you have Jonathan Grenard, you have Chase Young. Like I know how we all feel about him. But, like he's on the market. The first three someone's going to make a mistake.
2: The first three guys you mentioned, though, are going to be comparable salaries. Yeah. Like there's also yeah. be twenty. Hunter's million. getting over twenty. So if you're saying twenty no on Grenard for twenty million, I don't think you're going to say yes. No, 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 on the no. no, no that's not
1: my point. No, my, my point is that like there's only so many twenty million dollar contracts that get offered in one off season. Like with those three or four guys plus T Higgins plus Mike Evans, at some point the market will dilute itself at a position. Yeah, and like there will be good talents available in free agency right now that's being projected to make eighteen to twenty million dollars. That like those contracts will fall fall below that, and I think Grenard might be one of those guys. Where like if all these guys start getting paid. I don't know how many other teams in the NFL go. Yeah, Jonathan Grenard
3: is a guy I want to get twenty million dollars to. You're right. To the, from the Texans' standpoint, the way this goes in their favor is if the first three guys on the defensive pass rush front get big monster deals, that it starts to wa- it's gonna it's gonna start watering down who you know how how many more because there's only so many teams that are, are willing to pay and are looking to free agency it, yeah. to get a pass rusher.
2: Yeah, I, I don't, don't see Grenard sticking around. I think I think that Casario tries to get aggressive. Uh, with his free agent eye, and he's been pretty good at it. Uh, Ocho, I'm not a capologist, so yes, I'm paying Grenard if there's no other upgrade option. Uh, Another texture here. Oh, sorry, I was going to say on that that last point, though, like say a Rashawn Gary,
3: who in Green Bay, he was supposed to be projected like a, a, a top five pick, slid a little bit. Had a breakout season two years ago, and then he tore his ACL. Came back and looked really good this year. I think you can get a Rashawn Gary for probably between 10 and 15, and Rashawn Gary might be as
2: good or better than John Grenard. Josh from Seabrook, I like Grenard at 16. is a bit much. What are Barnett and Horton up to? Horton's under contract now. Is he going to be mentally there? He stepped away from the team last year. Barnett's a free agent.
1: What's your cap on Grenard? Like, if, like let's say, what's, how, what's the highest you would put on a check? 14 million, 15 million, 17. 17, okay. Higher than I thought
2: you would go. It might depend on the year a little bit, too. Like, I got 17 for two years. Okay, whatever. Yeah, I'll right. just pay a little bit more up front. I'd say it's like three years. The injuries concern me about Grenard. Like, yeah. this has been the only fully healthy year that John Grenard has had. And, and he it's wasn't. a contract year. And then, according to Aaron Wilson's report, he had a grade one ankle sprain. and missed two of the most he, important regular he wasn't season fully games for the Texans. He, he, he wasn't missed, fully he, healthy. Yeah, he still
1: missed, like, a, he, he has not played close to He missed to the a last two
2: weeks. And, like, hopefully that Wilson report wasn't right, that he, it was more than a grade one ankle sprain. Right. Because if you missed two games, and a grade one ankle sprain. That doesn't make me want to I mean, pay him yeah, $20 million. A, he's dollars. making
3: business decisions and, a and lot. And they
2: would know that. Like they, they, The Texans are privy to that information. D'Amico and Casario know the degree of the ankle sprain. They know how severe it was. They talked to the training staff on a daily basis. We're not privy to that information. But if I'm Nick Casario and there's a guy that t- that isn't playing in week 17, week 18 because of a grade one ankle sprain, I'm not paying that guy $20 million. If that report's right, yeah. there's no way. No, so I'll, I,
1: I'll pay someone else $20 million. That
2: number, to, I'm probably
1: – For I'm, me, it's
2: 15. The, the, the thing that scares me is you need 10 starting caliber players and you got $52, $55 million. And if you pay seventeen to Grenard, now you're down to thirty-five and still need nine starting caliber players. It's hard. If you find it two really rookies, is. three and a half, now you need six starting caliber players at around thirty million dollars. That's five million per.
1: I think the only way Grenard is a Texan or a big name like that is if you convince Laramie Tunsil and Titus Howard yeah. to R-negotiate. do some kind of restructure with a big signing bonus, and it opens up like a a bunch of cap space. I think you're right. I, I, the only way.
3: I think or, that's the only way you entertain anybody in and around 20.
1: Or they take a big risk, and they do what we don't want them to do, what Jeremy was just talking about, where they sign one big-ticket item, and they're like they're bargain bin shopping yep. they're stars for everyone and scrubs.
2: else. They're stars and scrubs at that point. Aggie Matt says Casario couldn't know that the Texans would be this close uh, this soon. I also don't think they expected John Grenard to explode for 12-and-a-half sacks. I think both things are true. I think what Aggie Matt's saying is fact, but I also don't think they expected Grenard ever to get close to 12-and-a-half. A seven one three seven eight zero 780 ESP and 20 million for Grenard, yes or no? 713 Also, let's look at tight end. Uh, pick your tight end Dalton Schultz, Noah Fant, Hunter Henry. Which of the three do you like the most? 713 Killer Bees broadcasting live from the Decoy in Spring Branch.
0: killer bees have relocated their hive it's at the mobile veritex community bank studios which is currently located at the decoy let's join the boys joel blank and jeremy brenham
2: he's blank i'm brenham we are broadcasting live the decoy in spring branch three dollar modelos happy hours every day daily happy hour specials as well great sports spot great drink spot great spot in general um dalton schultz noah Fant. Hunter Henry, you can pick your tight end now. now. You have to factor in the money here a little bit, too. You can pick any of the three. You want to give us a money figure on them?
1: Okay, so I feel like Dalton's like 10. Okay. Uh, I feel like Hunter Henry is probably about 8. Okay. I, I think Noah fans closer to 6.
2: Okay, that's, a, that's close, close to what I had at, too. I, I might have went 10-11 on Schultz, 7-8 Henry, 4-5 on 10. yeah. But it's right there, same ballpark.
3: Yeah, I thought Henry... Based on what he's done and the mileage and stuff, and he's also gotten paid before. I thought seven. I personally, for who for, for Hunter Henry? Yeah, yeah.
2: So I mean, we're all there. Let's just yeah. go: Ten Schultz, seven Henry, four five fan, five fan. Like yeah. cause you said, six. So we will go five yeah. Fant. So Ten Schultz, seven Henry, five fan.
1: I for me, I think it's easy. I I don't know what it is. Maybe it's, maybe it's too much of college stuff. I I still love Noah Fant. I think Noah Fant has had bad quarterback play. I cannot believe that the Seattle Seahawks today made the decision to keep. Geno Smith for another year, but, like, between Seattle and Denver, there has not been great quarterback play for Noah Fant at all. I think he's still a talented player. So that, to me, is the kind of guy that, like, I I would want to invest in. Now I'm not going to sit here and act like I know about his blocking skills. So if he can only pass catch, that's probably a problem between him and Brevin Jordan. Schultz can only pass catch. Exactly. So, like, (laughs) they need a a pass blocker at tight end. Like, I would go Noah Fant. Like, that's the guy that, like, not – because he's the cheapest is part of it. But I still think there's unlocked potential that C.J. Stroud will open up for him.
3: I, man, I was a big Henry fan for a, for several years. I mean, he's he, still super he's, good. He's, he's, he's a good combo for you, but boy, can he catch the football. And if he's $3 million cheaper than Dalton Schultz, then I, I'm leaning Hunter Henry. Because I believe Hunter Henry, again, when he's in the right fit and the right system, he can be really, really good. And that I've seen and I know. The problem with Fant for me is I get it. There's upside. I know he did it in college. But, yeah, and you're right, you make a a very factual statement about his quarterback play. But I know what I know, and that is I've seen Henry really excel. I just don't know if Fant's going to be able to do it on the – on the NFL level, so I'm going to lean Henry and pay a couple extra million dollars more.
2: I had a buddy once that drafted Hunter Henry in a franchise fantasy football league. This offseason, he had a torn ACL oh. in the first round. And oh, no. And then he cut him instead of like just stashing him. Um, th- a couple of numbers here. If you're a pro football-focused guy, Fant 63... Dalton Schultz seventy three season grade, and then Henry was sixty nine season grade. Uh, if you just go traditional numbers, Noah Fant's career high in receptions is sixty eight with six hundred and seventy yards. Uh, Dalton Schultz career high seventy eight catches did it with Dallas a couple of years ago, eight hundred and eight yards, and then Hunter Henry's career high uh, sixty catches, six hundred and fifty two yards. You can look at catch percentage like that stuff can be a little skewed sometimes. Uh, if you go catch percentage though, Henry's at like sixty nine percent. Schultz is right at 69%. Fans the highest of the three hmm. at, uh, at 71. But they're all the same ballpark. It's all very close. I'm going to go in order of the cheapest. Like, I would go one, two, three, the cheapest, the second cheapest, and then the most expensive. I would go Noah Fant because I think all three of these guys are comparable. I think that they're similar players. Like, you can say that Schultz a little bit better here, Henry's a little bit better there, uh, Fant's a little bit better here. I think they're all on the same tight end tier, and if I can be picking from the same tier and I can go $4 million as opposed to 10000000 million, I'm going to go with Noah Fant uh, I also am a fan of Hunter Henry. I feel like he does have some untapped potential. Now, he's getting older. He's going to be thirty. Uh, Schultz going to be twenty eight. Fant's going to be twenty seven. Um, so give me the young guy. How give old, me the how cheapest guy. He's going to be thirty next year. Thirty. Fans going to be tw- fans. The youngest of the three. Yep. Um, the only fan, guy. The you know a I fan
1: at the cheapest. I didn't include him in this because I just I'm not sure how people feel about him. And I feel like he was always kind of uh, at like a, in a fantasy football perspective. People love Mike Geseki. But he signed oh, yeah. for he was four and a half million dollars last year for the Patriots. He's also, like Hunter Henry from the Patriots, a free agent. That's another guy. Like there are some interesting names. Gerald Everett's out there. Even if, if you believe in Brevin Jordan, guys like Robert Tanyan are out there. Like there are there are solid options. Honestly, we're to the point where if Nick Casario paid eight million dollars plus For Dalton Schultz, I'd be really disappointed.
3: Robert Tonyan's last team wrecked him, so I would throw that out. Um, But I really believe when you look at it, to me, Jeremy's right. This is like the Sauce Gardner-Stingley conversation. Like, if you have two guys, you know, and they're equal across the board, then more times than not you lean with the guy that doesn't have the health history. But at the same time, if you have three guys and their numbers are pretty consistent across the board, the younger guy that has a chance to play with a better quarterback you probably have a pretty good chance of hitting it right. Whether all of them or none of them do, I, I, that, that's probably that's probably the way the lean. I didn't realize Fant had had a year where he had that, and, he, and his hands were that good.
2: The uh, I think Schultz is like the common denominator, more of the known. Like I think that Schultz has the highest floor because yep. you kind of know that's what you are going to get with Schultz. Like CJ's been you with know him know and CJ. likes him, yep. so I I would concede that Schultz has the highest floor of the three. I think Fan has the highest ceiling yep. of the three yep. because it's like, okay, how much of it's quarterback play? Um, does he have that untapped potential? Is he going to blow up when he gets to a, a really good quarterback? The Jacecki – I've always liked Jacecki's I did too, skill. but didn't he have a problem
3: passing his physical or he was going to be traded? No, I think you're and right. Then, he, then they got the trade rescinded because I he didn't pass his physical? So, something the about issue, his health as yeah, well. The issue a year ago. that
2: I have with him, though – Mike McDaniel didn't want him in Miami and their scheme's very similar to what the Houston Texans do. So like that's why I'm crossing out Giuseck. Good point. And he's a hell of a receiver. He's got unbelievable yep, hands. Yep. Like I, I've I've really liked his game, but he's never had that like really good year. And if Mike McDaniel is cutting him from a San Francisco scheme, I don't want him. Uh, in a Houston Texan. he didn't cut him. I think they traded him, but I don't want him in a Houston Texan scheme. Well, That's and then, also then, like then then Grant. especially, and I'd have to look it up, but I, I, I know
3: that in the past there's been a knee issue or a health problem that I believe vetoed a trade, where the the team getting him was like, we love his hands, but we weren't sure about his 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 knees or his his legs. I'm staying away from that because when you make this move, obviously injuries happen, but you're making the move with the with the need. To have you because you've got Jordan as well, but you need a guy that's going to be your front line guy that can can, can catch passes. I am not taking a risk on a guy that's got health issues. What do you think the chances are that Brevin Jordan's tied in one? I was just going to ask that same question. I think I think twenty five percent. The production's not there.
1: At. The production's not there.
3: I think twenty five percent. I think that they know that they've got to find a guy that's a front yeah. line. You know, I think he's first, tied tied a way for to save money. Pass catcher. It's a way to save money. Uh, he has, what's his, his most catches in a his, game? But everybody's enamored mind? with, his with the fact that was the, 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 run the, playoff, the run in the playoffs, the run catch in the playoffs. Everybody's, yeah. the playoffs. everybody's yeah. enamored with that, his speed, everything like that. But he hasn't done that since he's been in with the Texans. He, he, has, he has games every year.
1: He's
2: never had like, tremendous opportunities.
1: Yeah.
3: But like, he's had a games every
1: year where you go, oh, I like Brevin Jordan. Yeah. But then he kind of vanishes. I mean, he had opportunity. He was on the field a ton this year.
2: But if you think he's a starting caliber player, it's a way to save the money. Because instead yeah. of paying these guys, even a fan at the cheapest at five million dollars a year, it's like, well, we already have the I tight mean, end of the future, and he's costing us a rookie salary. I'd be
1: okay. Like, I it wouldn't. It's not my favorite move they could or could not make, but if they went into the next season with a very cheap one to two million dollar pass blocking tight end and Brevin Jordan, yeah, and then maybe drafting one, I'd be good with that.
2: I mean, you you save the five million dollars there. Yeah, you're five million dollars better somewhere else. Right. Exactly. So it, it, but, it depends on your feeling of Brevin Jordan now. But I know
3: that. You, you've had a tight end that had some dropsies, but you also realize that C.J. sure did like – he made some big catches yeah. too, and C.J. sure did like throwing to him to where
2: you've got to have a guy that replaces that role at least to be able to catch the football. Aggie Matt Schultz is a no. Talk about his stats, dropping passes on big downs in the playoffs. Answers becomes easy. He does have some butterfingers. The man. drops he's hurt, yeah. Even, but he the also, ca- even the catches he would bobble that oh, scares but me. But he also he also had some tough catches, like the couple over the back. For they sure, him. He's, he's just over not a he's not consistent back to enough. Get six seven six one. Chemistry matters. We know CJ has it with Schultz. That counts for something. Wrong. Uh, CJ wants Schultz. Therefore, I want Schultz. Wrong. Why is that wrong?
1: Because they can get other guys that CJ will like. There will be other guys. I think CJ Stroud can take these guys to California and he can eat his California food and work out with these guys every single and look day. At California chips. So what, what
2: do you think they eat in California, Joe? I don't know. Sushi? Soybeans. <laughs> Soybeans. I, I think vegetable big, products.
3: I think the biggest thing is the first time that the new tight end goes and makes a big catch for CJ Stroud. <laughs> CJ Stroud's going to be just fine. They'll hug. They'll do that little dance, their little, yeah. their little handshake. Look yeah. at
2: CJ. I think CJ's just kind of cutthroat, man. Like, <laughs> I, C- CJ's too. a he's a winner, dude. Like he he's like he'll sit there. You know you you know you're a nice guy. You do all these things, and CJ's like, yeah, but I'm a dog. Like, I'm a dog. Yeah, I'm
3: a dog. Can though. someone tell me what that thing that Dalton Schultz wears on his neck every game is for? Is that like it cools you down or no, something?
2: No, it's, it's to prevent neck injury. Is it really? Yeah, I remember we looked it up once. I think. Yeah, it's to prevent neck injury. It's like, like, it's like something with the like the stretch, I guess, or like the whip. It's, I think it helps the whiplash the whiplash effect. It, it just looks like it's effects. there
3: to, like, keep you cooled down it, looks it doesn't like, look like it could do much more. It looks
2: like a portable fan or it looks like those, like, headphones? Those Bluetooth headphones that yes. like people use to call like call people with. But, yeah, apparently it's got a, it's, its neck support and it helps, I think, with whiplash, but it definitely helps the neck. Uh, 713-780-ESPN. Schultz, Fanner, Henry, you tell us. Also, who's making a leap next year? Who's taking a fall next year in the NFL 713-780-3776 killer bees live at the decoy in spring branch on ESPN seven five ESPN two five
3: guys take a minute here to tell you about Doc Linville again Doc Linville best in the business at the neograft procedure if you don't know what it is but you're experiencing hair loss you're going bald you've got thin spots and you don't think there's anything you can do about it and you know that you don't want to try to mask the problem with sprays and creams and foams Check out the Neograph procedure, and right now you can check it out for free. It normally costs 150 bucks for people off the street to meet with Doc and his staff and figure it out. You listen to us, therefore you meet with Doc and his staff for free. No obligation, nothing out of pocket, no signing on the dotted line. Just you asking questions, they give you answers. You see if it's right for you, too. It was right for me. I could not believe how big of a game changer it could be, and the hair is there. It's going to stay, too, because one of the things Doc told me right off the top to make a difference and try to win me over on the decision, is the fact that that you never lose the hair genetically on the sides and the back of your head, no matter how bald you go in other areas. Therefore, he takes some of it, he repurposes it, he puts it where you need it most, and you see what a difference it can make. You see it uh, initially right off the top, but in six to nine months when that hair gets stronger and longer and you know it's going to be there for the long haul and 95-plus percent of those follicles don't go anywhere – You are ecstatic like I am. Check it out today. Go to 975hair.com. Sign up for that free consultation. You just figure out if it's right for you. You don't have to sign on the dotted line or commit. You just get the answers that you need to see if you might consider it. And if you do, you can be the next in line like me to reap the benefits too. Check them out today, 975hair.com.
0: And you're back with the killer bees inside the mobile veritex community bank studios at the decoy here are the bees knees themselves joel and jeremy can behave
2: <laughs> he's blank i'm Brad, and we are at the, the decoy in spring branch swing so on by still plenty of time to see us or you can just hang out here it's a good spot to spend a thursday uh, happy hour specials each and every day wall-to-wall tvs play a little volleyball outside they're playing what are they playing Footballly, yeah. There's a name for this oh, that, that. That's right. You weren't here last yeah, you week. You were here when they started
3: this, and, and they no, it was we really doing it
2: the time before though too.
3: No, but we were we were having an on air discussion of what oh, it's actually called because there's football-y. multiple names for it.
2: <laughs> These
3: guys are serious. They're pretty good. That one guy's in a speedo. <coughs> I don't know. Also, I don't need, know that I need to
1: see that. They also throw around their body like they're probably 18. Like they're diving all over the place. So this is 21
2: on. and up bar, so I don't think that's going to be
1: foul point. They're 21. Well, that point. guy looks
2: like he's about forty eight. Well, they act like he's 21. bald with gray head beard. So I don't think he looks like he's twenty one. Look at that dude! I can't even see his speed. He's wearing like a little little hoodie. He's like wearing like a little. Uh, what would you? It's not a muscle beater. No, it's a it's, it's a, a tank top. it's a tank top. So it looks like it's just foot, f- foot volleyball. Beater. I was like, I was trying to say a muscle shirt and, and, and a and wife beater one, at the same yes. time, but I didn't want to say wife beater, so I was trying to avoid it. Good because thing just, uh, you did, anyways. Good thing you did. Yeah, but that's what it's called. It so he's wearing a tank top that just. Barely covers his speed. It looks like he's wearing nothing underneath. Looks like he's we- so. If you like that sort of thing, the decoy and spring branch is <laughs> a place to be. Uh, the eight- other guy's bleeding at the elbows like he's been diving all over in the sand. It Should be a soft landing. I, <laughs> eight- seriously <laughs> eight six six eight. Uh, that horseshoe. That horseshoe thing is for concussion prevention. Uh, somebody said that it's called a cue call. That was Joseph G. Thank you, Joseph G. Uh, not me. To my left. This guy goes <laughs> wrong. Neck device helps prevent concussions. Well, I'm glad you know that, nerd. 713-780-3776. Who's making a leap next year? Who is taking a fall next year in the NFL? Uh, five NFL teams poised to take a major leap. Number one on their list the Houston Texans. The Houston Texans. What is a major leap? Super Bowl. Like If you, go, if you win the division... You go to the division round. That's a good point. What is a major leap? I, I think you're right. I think I think a major leap would mean Super Bowl. At least the AFC title. Championship game, conference at least. championship game for sure. You can't just run it back in the divisional no.
3: round and be a major leap. No, I mean I guess you could say that because they have a tougher schedule. If they do it again, that th- that they've made progress. But if you're talking about a major leap, you
1: want a playoff game.
3: It's got to be. It's got to be getting to a place where the organization has never been before, which would start with the AFC Championship. <laughs>
1: yeah, I, I think that that sounds like three playoff wins. However you get there, whether it's get to the Super Bowl. See, or... I think it's Super Bowl.
2: Like a major leap from a divisional round, not conference yeah, championship. Yeah, like, like what else is the jump? Yeah, but yeah. If,
1: if,
3: you've never major
2: been, if you've never been to the AFC
3: championship game before and you get there, that's pretty major. I don't so, think it's a major. Okay.
2: But, but but I see that's a good point. But if we're going from the divisional round, making a major leap, I wouldn't say losing One in the conference more game. championship yeah. game. And I think we could say that if we did this conversation, what is a
1: major leap for the Texans? National riders who think the Texans should draft a tackle and don't know anything about Titus <laughs> Howard probably don't also honestly know they've never been to an AFC title game. Probably so not. when they so say then, major leap, I think they mean Super Bowl. I mean mean so they have too. to get there. They don't necessarily have to write it, they, yeah. they have to get there. Yeah, they don't have to win it. They have to get there
2: because I don't think going one further rounds a major. Leap. I would say it's a leap. Yep. I don't think it's a major leap. Yeah. Um. I hope so. <laughs> I hope so. Like. I I am a little worried about the schedule, but at the same time, I'm like, you got C.J. Stroud, you got a top-five quarterback. I don't care what the schedule looks like. So, like, I kind of talk out of both sides of my mouth there. Like, I'm aware the schedule's much more difficult, and it's going to be far more challenging than it was in 2023. At the same time, I have C.J. Stroud, and I feel like I can win any game with C.J. Stroud. Yeah,
3: no, look, and seriously, there is something to what Joe said, too, because when we – are as in depth as we are they 're not looking at the schedule they 're not studying the fact that this team could make progress just by doing what it did a year ago with a gauntlet of a schedule as opposed to the cupcakes that they played this year but if you're if you 're making projections if you hear major then it 's got to be not only getting where they 've never been before, but you, you I just think that if this team makes the Super Bowl next year with everything that the, the teams they got to beat and to do it again, yeah, that would be pretty big.
2: The uh, other teams they have on this list, the Colts. This this, this depends on if Richardson. you upgrade a quarterback. I mean, they went nine and eight. They didn't have Anthony Richardson for a bulk of the season. If you feel like you're getting a huge quarterback upgrade, I could see that. They also were without Taylor for a good chunk of the season, right? Because he held out and then he got hurt. Yeah. I think, I think they're downgrading a the quarterback.
3: See, that's the thing. Like, I think you're right. I really do, and I think that no matter how good Steichen is as calling plays for Richardson, we don't know how healthy he's going to be to start the season either. So I think that they're they're
2: kind of primed to take a little bit of a step back. See, I I like Richardson in that system, but this is basically going to be his rookie year. And I don't think – I think it's difficult for quarterbacks playing in their first season to have success. So, from like a step-back point of view, I mean, obviously Richardson has far more talent than Gardner Minshew. But who's going to be more productive, Gardner Minshew or the, the past season, pro bowler, by the way, or Anthony Richardson playing his, you know, th- what is it, fourth through 20th game of his Well, and also and he's got to stay healthy. And he's played, he played one yeah. game,
1: four quarters. So he right. could be yeah. the starting quarterback, but like, he played one game from start to finish. I, I love I mean. him in that scheme. He's got to stay, stay healthy,
3: and he's coming off a major injury. So it's one thing to say he already had a problem staying healthy and getting dinged up. Now he's got to come back from an injury as well. That's why I just don't see them like taking a major leap.
1: I'll be honest. If the Colts want to take a major leap, I would trade for Justin Fields. I would trade for Justin Fields and make him your backup quarterback. And then when Anthony Richardson Stop gets hurt, it. you have Justin. It's not going to happen. The, nope. gonna, yeah, that's trade the bear for in Justin Fields to be in a you? backup? No way. You guys think he sucks. You don't think he's a backup in But there are teams that want to make him their starter. He's it doesn't a starter matter how bad in the NFL. <laughs> What do you mean Falcons, a backup in the Raiders, Indian?
3: Broncos. If I was <laughs> a a Col- in the Colts, that's fine.
1: But if I was the Colts, I would try to trade for him
2: to make him a backup. Ballard's not going to do that. You're going to trade a second rounder
1: yep. to, for a backup Joe, quarterback. He played one. He played four quarters in one game out of five. But, but b but, Matt, look, can you clip this for next Thursday? Look at, Fine.
0: Look at Ballard's <laughs> track Fine. record. Don't care. <laughs> you think
3: Ballard's going to take the third shot to swing and miss on a veteran quarterback that you're going to trade for? He's a backup. He traded for Matty Ice. He's, he's, a, backup. For, for and, and and he's a backup for Wednesday. Those are starters. And you think he's going to trade for Fields?
2: Yeah, I'm out on Fields. I know. At well, one point, know, I said, are, I was, "But he should be too." That's where I, I'm at. because, like week weeks like 14 through 17, you were like, "Phil, it's back for the Bears next year." Yeah, you then you then want I to meet Marvin true. Harris? That is true. <laughs> no, I don't deny that. Okay,
1: but I let the emotion get the best of me, and then I watched the tape and I watched these games. And I'm
2: like, "This guy sucks." Cole fan said Richardson's going to surprise a lot of people. See, I, I think that he is super He's dangerous capable. in that scheme. Mm-hmm. I really do. I, I'm not concerned about his. I'm concerned about Richardson's skill set in any scheme. Except for Shane Steikens. I think that it is you're a. Right. I think it's a. I was saying this pre-draft. Yes, you I are. think it's a marriage made in heaven. And it surprised just, the but hell. The look, injury he concern su- is the problem I have. He surprised me how quickly
3: he did that on the NFL level. Like you're right. If there's one coach that's going to completely tailor make a system for a running type quarterback that had some accuracy issues, yes, it would be Steichen. But at the same time, the fact that he did it and it, and implemented it. And it from the jump, he looked like a different – a quarterback I didn't yeah. expect to see. It's just like yeah. the, the injury stuff adds to it. I just
1: – I can't – I can't – and maybe this is why, like, I, I suggest things <laughs> like this. I can't get over his last year of college football. Trade for him as a, ba- a college football. Week one, he's the Heisman Trophy winner. Week two, he sucks. He's a seventh-round pick. You're not getting like, the package that you're going to get from other teams. I don't care. The Colts. But like, I, I'm not talking about from the ba- – I'm talking from the – I'm trying to be pro-Colts here. I'm trying to say if I'm the Colts, I need a brain, and I've got a quarterback who's the most inconsistent player in college football who had like 14 starts, okay. and he never stays healthy. Like here what I, a timeout. But hear what, okay, what I just said again. The
3: fact is you're not getting – him because you're saying you don't need the package. Other teams are willing to give more than the Colts are going to give too, and the Colts aren't going to be willing no, to you're give right. a two and a five. I'm just saying, I don't believe in Anthony Richardson. Long story short, with right. a lot of bad Jeremy's right. <laughs> the, the, the fact that when you've got a coach that is going to put the whole system to tailor-make his strengths, it's a good fit. Green Bay. I think Green Bay is going to take a step back. Really? Think, yeah, because they're going to they're overpay Love and and they kind of caught a lot of teams by surprise this year because not a lot. I was talking to some people this morning, too, that said no one saw this coming for the Packers. I certainly didn't. They, they thought that it was going to be, you know, at the very best, they were just going to kind of squeak in at the end. Now, they didn't win the division, but they also beat the Cowboys and looked pretty damn good against the Niners. And I think next year, they got guys they got to wrap up. Love's going to take a lot of money. Yeah. I think they're going to step back.
2: I, I think they're going to be around nine ten wins. So I think they're going to be about what they are. Major leap is probably too much. Now I do like their young receivers. Watson needs to stay healthy. Their whole roster's young. Yeah. So that's kind. Of, and I think Lafleur is a really good coach. Like he that's really part is. of my evaluation with Green Bay. Is I'm a I'm a big Lafleur fan.
3: And if you get a new defensive coordinator, the defense should be better. Yeah. But the biggest struggle they've had over the last two decades of quarterback play is their defense. No matter how many good players they have, has never over never been like a top defense.
2: L.A. Rams. Major leap. I went 10-7 this year. I don't see another major – I think their major leap was this year. Me too. I don't know that they can get any higher than what they did. I think, they're, I think they're kind of limited on their ceiling, and I think it's because Stafford's older. And they've got a lot of money tied up in a lot of older players. They got yeah. They got Stafford out of them a little bit Donald last year. And, and they have some cheap players that are really good, like Puka's Puka. on a rookie deal. Kyron Williams is going into his third year. The two uh, uh, But I, I feel like they're kind of close to their ceiling. Yeah, the uh, third-round line – the two, two third, yeah, yeah, two. two
3: third-round defenders are
1: great. Cincinnati you know?
2: on here.
3: The only reason
1: why I think Green Bay and and the Rams – sorry, it's my time out over. No, no. Um, (laughs) The only reason why those two teams belong is because I think the NFC is still so wide open. Like, while we all believe in San Francisco, I don't know if any of us are in on the Eagles next year. I think they're they're going to get better. But, like, like it feels like it's one team in the NFC. So, if you can just beat San Francisco or they don't stay healthy, it feels like someone in the NFC takes a giant leap next year. I just don't know who it is. I mean – yeah, even Detroit Detroit, going to the Super Detroit Bowl, was That's
3: a massive leap. Yeah, Detroit is capable. The, Detroit's got a really good young roster, too. I don't believe in Jared Goff. Yeah,
1: the the NFC's just not good, so that's why I think it's fair to have the Rams and the Packers on this list. It's tough for you to say, isn't it? It was. Because I don't I honestly Joel, sometimes it's really hard to work with you. Because I I I like Jordan Love so much more than you. It makes me upset that I like Jordan Love more <laughs> just, than you. It and again, made,
3: it bothers he me. He may turn out to. I just I need to see more of him because I saw him way more than anybody. In like this you ta- make me defend a Packers player.
2: I love that. I didn't. I see. I was I was right there with you, Joe, until Love made that terrible pass to end their playoff. <laughs> he went full breath Favre. Like, what are you he, doing? They dude? had the exact play that Favre made just yeah, like it. That and I that that kind of soured me. That's on, fair. And look, maybe I'm putting way too much stock on that one pass. But yeah. I'm like, eh. Blankers has been saying that he kind of does this and that he yeah. does it in the biggest situation. I don't love that. And then Cincinnati, uh, I mean that's Burrow. That's just healthy. <sighs> yeah, just
3: if Burrow. They're B- healthy, that's a cop out. Well, I think it's also T Higgins. If they find a way to to hang on to him with Chase and a healthy Joe Burrow, yeah. they can play with anybody.
1: I wish there was a rule when people made these lists that like if a quarterback is injured, they can't be on it. <laughs> Cuz like it's like the Bengals don't really deserve to it's be like on this easy, list. It's like an easy it's like easy pull. Exactly. Yeah. Tender. Like, when they were, like, the most improved team, we did this with the Texans from Pro Football Focus. Yeah. The other day, like, the Bengals fifth. Well, like, yeah, Joe
2: Burrow's healthy. Uncle Barney says the Jets. Yeah, that's – well, they kind it's, of fall into that Burrow thing. Well, but, they But they, yeah. they really don't, though, because they weren't good prior to that. That's true. So, there's a, there's a difference there. That's there, fair.
3: There's a couple of things that have to happen there. He has to get a wide receiver one. There's a big rumor that, again, they're going to try and get Devontae. Man. You don't care Gary But, think but more so than guy? anything else – that their offensive line has got to get better That's the across thing. the board because he's not running, and, and he needs. he's a guy that has to have. He's like Brady. He's got to have that protection, and their offensive line was a sieve last year. Yeah, I, I think they, I think they, I think they need Lowe. offensive
2: line help more than skills guys. Like I like Brees Hall. I like Garrett Wilson a lot. They need protection. They need a guy who can give them the he, ball. He's a guy that likes
3: the veteran guy he trusts because the minute those yep. guys don't run precise routes, he's going to go nuts.
2: If you get Garrett Wilson with a couple veterans oh, that I like Garrett love, Wilson I think you plenty good. You yeah. Know? But the fact
3: that they're even talking about that—that that means the, the, the bigger problem is he's making personnel decisions.
2: Yeah, I mean, I, I mean, how much do you believe? Like the well, guys look at how Lazard and Cobb versus, didn't work out for anything. No. This he, year. he definitely was making personnel decisions last year, and you I, I think that's that where continues like continues this year. The Diana
1: yeah. Rossini stories about it being like the culture, the toxicity. Yep. Already, I, that to me, it's Aaron. So, honestly, I, I, I don't think the the Jets will be
2: seven one three seven eight zero ESPN. You're being taken to task for saying Jets don't have a wide receiver one that's fair
3: because i i like their young receivers but understand why i'm saying it because with aaron Rodgers, you can't just have a young wide receiver one talent he hated christian watson because christian watson dropped a ball on the first play ever through to him and then didn't run precise routes those guys have got to be timing routes like when you turn your head it's already there
2: Seven one three seven eight zero espn what are we nominating for our car wreck of the day 713-780-3776. We already have a lot of nominees that came in from that last segment. It's a Killer Bees broadcasting live from the Decoy and Spring Branch on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN
0: 92.5. Ah! You all My right? I'm broken. The oh, bone's coming see, through. Let me, me ah! i give you all ah! money, you brick. Where's my <laughs> money? This is is the Car Wreck of the Day, brought to you by CarWreckTexas.com.
2: He's blank on Branham. Time for our Car Wreck of the Day, broadcasting live, Decoy in Spring Branch. What are we nominating for our Car Wreck of the Day? Alex is nominating himself for saying in the Twitch that uh, Joe is in a Speedo now and that nobody on Twitch can have dinner, so he nominated himself, (laughs) recorded himself. You know what, Alex, good for you. Uh, seven reflection <laughs>
3: Yeah, he, he, he gave you a day off yesterday too. He said Valentine's Day. He was going to take it easy on you.
2: Seven nine True. two five. Um, there's Joe Joe's car wreck of the day. Which Bruce one? Was the Fields backup quarterback. Four one eight seven. Joe George bad take car wreck of the day nominee for the Fields as a backup. And then what fifty up, ten. So Joe doesn't believe in either one of them. But once I'm both on the same team.
1: I mean, Justin's Hashtag fine. Car wreck of the day. Justin's
2: a fine backup
1: were you when, tweeting when at one point that
2: you were back on his bandwagon? I was,
1: but I went back and watched, and he missed such simple stuff. I didn't realize it during the season.
2: 7 5 uh, 7 says I nominate blank for comparing Wilson and Watson.
3: I'm just telling you how Aaron Rodgers is, and it wasn't just Watson. It was Dobbs early. It was. It's happened throughout his career. I, I'm not taking anything away from Garrett Wilson. I'm just telling you, it's a different set of requirements planned for the princess.
2: Wilson's probably a top ten receiver, though. He's really good. Whereas Dobbs and Watson aren't in the top thirty.
1: Yeah, like if Watson got traded today, he's worth a, maybe a second. If Wilson got traded, he's what three first, two it, first. It, yeah, multiple he's good first.
2: Um, 8835, Branham is nominated for saying he can be the MLB commissioner in 29. I don't think I said I could be. I said I I shouldn't be. You said, how do I get there? How do I get there? Yeah. Uh, 6927 next, Joe's going to want to trade (laughs) Tunsil. (laughs) away.
1: Been there, done that. Yeah, we we both have done done that. We We both have done that. I think that's what he was saying, though, about the oh,
2: wait. I'm going to nominate Drew Eubanks for getting beat up by Isaiah Stewart. You don't you don't go after Isaiah Stewart well, and Isaiah live Stewart to tell about it. Yeah, I don't yeah. know that but Drew a, Eubanks
3: went after him.
2: Drew Eubanks did something to irritate Isaiah Stewart. You don't do anything to irritate Isaiah, Isaiah Stewart. Didn't you see him run at LeBron James at one time? Boy, did you. You do not poke the Which bear time? known as Isaiah Stewart. The one where he ran through. No, no, no. no. Ran through, like, I'm asking that guys. facetiously
3: because it, he ran at him. Six times before they could get him off That's the court. Right. Every no. time
2: they held him back, he came back for more wanting to get that to the That play game. was wild. I don't care that Isaiah Stewart got arrested. You do not poke the bear. Drew Eubanks, you're nominated for Car Wreck of the Day for poking the bear known as Isaiah Stewart.
3: It was crazy last night. I was watching the Rockets game, and I heard Craig make mention of the melee that happened with Isaiah Stewart. So, immediately, I'm flipping channels looking for an update. Then I find out Isaiah Stewart was out with a sprained ankle. I'm like, wait he didn't a minute? Play in that game? No, he, he was walking into the building off the bus in street clothes and ran into Eubanks they ended up going chest-to-chest chest in the back hallway. They, they're trying to find that out. That's what the investigation is. They end up going chest-to-chest,
2: <laughs> chest and he throws a haymaker into the face of Eubanks. So you don't make Isaiah Stewart mad, and that's why Evidently not. nominated for the car wreck of the day. What do you got? Uh, first one for
3: me is Major League Baseball because of the fact that you've agreed to keep Rob Manfred on until 2029. Yeah. That is just disgusting. <laughs> Leave now. <laughs> yeah, please. The sooner, the better. If you want to buy him out or give him a going away present, on you go right ahead. They like Get him them. the hell out of there. Of course, the Yankees love him and Dodgers love him, but let's get everybody to love the next commissioner. He carries water for the Yankees and the Red Sox and, and hides most of the envelopes.
1: The owners, like most of the owners, yeah. I think like him because he just he embarrasses. You think Jim himself. Crane
3: likes him? No, I, I think, don't. I think exactly. Jim Crane is
1: probably the lone exception. Yeah, I don't know about lone. Well, I guess we'll see what happens with the streaming stuff. But you know, I going to choose violence today. I'm nominating chewy. Chewy left without <laughs> saying goodbye. He did. That's rude. Yes, he did. That's that was considerable. He didn't left. say hi to me when I was here. Well, he does. he's well, he doesn't you. like you. He I doesn't know. he is very scared. Yeah, he's chewy. said in the past I don't know he's why. afraid.
3: I love chewy. He's afraid chewy of me. He didn't like say goodbye you. to either of you
1: guys. He didn't. He just he well,
3: up- You know like why me. he's mad at Jeremy and I because we're not into
2: anime. How he's tweeting at us. Is it anime? I thought it was anime. Yeah. What? No, it's anime. Anime? Wait. Honestly, man, no, I'm not know. sure. I'm 99 percent no sure it's anime. But mammal, now,
1: mammal
3: reptile, animal, anime, I anime. I don't dabble in that world. Same. I have No idea. He followed me to my car last week here <laughs> because I said I'm not. I, I would not accept or get into anime. And he was like, "You well, why? I don't. You you need." And he was like following me, trying to hammer home his point. I'm like, "Chewy, you're not changing my mind."
2: Yeah. <laughs> it's, it's just not for me. I'm going to nominate IUPUI. IUPUI, <laughs> a basketball team they lost last night. They lost to the Detroit Mercy. The Detroit Mercy were 0-26 before that game. There was one man who <laughs> ran but on the court. I was, there was actually one about man court As soon as you started
1: saying storm. that, I was like, I'm going to nominate the one guy that <laughs> ran of the court and embarrassed himself.
3: We know the head coach. Is that like losing to an
2: NBA the Detroit team? Detroit Mercy, by the way. Do? Oh, yes, we
3: yeah. do. He's former, uh
2: former U of H coach. No. No. Is it McCallum? No. Ray McCallum? He used to be there before. Oh. No, it's Mike Davis. Oh, from Indiana, Indiana intern, and... and then he was coaching at Texas yep, Southern. Yep. And he went from Texas Southern went to Detroit. Uh, took his son, Antoine That's Davis, right. to, who, with him. It was a U of H commit. And he had a chance to be the all-time leading scorer yeah, in NCAA history, They were history, trying right? to buy their way into the CBI last year whenever they didn't have a winning record. And the CBI's like, nah. So he finished second behind Pistol Pete. Okay. Yeah, Detroit uh, Mercy getting their first win yesterday. Is that like losing to the Memphis Grizzlies when they've lost nine in a row? Almost. Not, not quite. They had won a game. Mm. All right, well, who, who's winning this? Hand up. I'll take it. For which one? Don't know. For which one? That's always good.
3: (laughs) Joe wins. We'll figure the rest of it out later.
2: Congratulations, Joe. You're our winner. Car wreck of the day. Does it for us. Thanks, everybody, for coming out tonight. Really appreciate that. Thanks to Joe, Brian McDonald. He's blank on Branham. We'll talk to you tomorrow, Houston. Game On is next on ESPN 97.5 and ESPN 92.5.